Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Gordon, you're looking... You're looking pretty energetic for someone who got in last night at 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Uh, what time did your flight land? Uh, I didn't get into my apartment until like 2.45 a.m. And I long, long travel day. It was probably an eight to nine hour travel day. Not, not fun. Anyway, I'm here. I'm ready to go. 9 a.m. sharp. I'm up. I'm alert. I'm eating. What are you eating? What are you eating? I'm eating peanut butter bites I got from the airport last night because I had nothing to eat. Okay. Finishing them off. Wow. Get some sugar in me going to keep me alert. So I'm ready to go. It's been a rough one for Gordon. But this was a work trip, we should say. This was not you just going out and gallivanting across the country for fun. Do you want to tell people where you were and who you saw or are you keeping that a secret? Uh, maybe we keep that a secret. People get excited. We basically got three new workout Wednesdays on the docket. We have a bunch of other workout Wednesdays coming soon. We'll be going to Flag to get a few more. Might get a couple mm-hmm. more in, in Texas, Great Save Texas. So this uh, spring slash summer, we're gonna have a a lot of new workout content. Pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. It'll make your fatigue today all worthwhile when people can there see. You go where you were and what you were doing in your absence last Friday. I talked to Jenny Simpson. If you haven't checked out that pod, you can find it on YouTube or on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to, to podcasts. We talked a little bit about the film that we released on the YouTube page. You can check out both parts now transcend Jenny Simpson parts one and two are up on the YouTube page. And we talked about some highlights from her career, bouncing back from disappointments and the season ahead, which is, rapidly coming into focus gordon and on the sprint side of things we have some some races to break down and even some middle distance races to break down as well because there was a pretty big meet here in miramar florida i'm sure word got to you even though you're in the midst of filming workouts i'm sure word got to you about some of these performances yeah i saw some of the reactions on twitter um but i guess we should start with the the biggest moment was that women's 100 meter shikari richardson 1072 win legal 
second place was 1107. It's like not, it wasn't even close. There was no one even in her in her range that was there. 1072, she ran 1075, right, at NCAAs in 2019. So, yeah. Two years later, lowering it by 0.03 very quick, number 6 all time in the world. Uh that's something, and she's young. What? She's is she 20, 20, She's not even twenty two yet. She's probably twenty one, twenty. Mm-hmm. Twenty one. Man, this, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. The the thought that okay, she had that race at NCAA's ten seventy five, caught lightning in a bottle, and she may never run that fast again. You throw that out the window real quick. All it took was April until the next championship season for her to put that aside. And you're right, the margin sticks out too because this had a race had some good people in it it wasn't as if she just showed up to a college meet it was people that she'd be competing against for an olympic spot the question then because it's olympic year right the question then immediately moves into is she the olympic favorite now is she the gold medal favorite in the hundred i think for sure we can say she's the trials favorite backs up the number one ranking that you had for her good good job by you by the way i think that was part of her performance was was her trying to live up to that but on the world scene you have shelly and frazier price who's won six 100 meter gold medals and as early as uh, as recently as 2019 ran in the 10 sevens as well too you have elaine thompson hurrah who's the reigning olympic champion you have dina asher smith who is the silver medalist from 2019 and ran some good races indoor this season do you think that richardson is the gold medal favorite right now in the hundred you ready for this i'm gonna go with uh no a maybe oh i'm gonna go with a okay. no and it's not because i don't think she's fast enough i definitely think her times are gold medal favorite marks mm-hmm. but the hundred meter is a very high pressure high stress event where you need i just feel like you need practice with the international competition and she is zero she she, whenever she's she's only run her fast races on home soil she's only run her fast races in like non-international type like big like because you know when she went her diamond league at pre she kind of fell apart when she ran her USA, she didn't run as well. So I know she's not the same as those performances she she had after NCAs in twenty nineteen, but mm-hmm. you just it's like it's just kind of like the LeBron factor, right? You're gonna have the Utah Jazz; they're hot, they're winning, but you know LeBron's gonna show up when it matters most in the playoffs. Even if LeBron isn't running ten seven two, you know LeBron's gonna show up and run ten seven ten eight when it counts most. And that's what I think about Shelly on Fraser Price, Elaine Thompson, Dean Asher Smith. They might not be going out running 1072, but you know they have the pedigree and the, the veteran presence to be prepared for, you know, the three rounds in the hundred meters in Tokyo. So if she would win, I wouldn't be surprised. But this is one of those things where you're not you you're not allowed to be labeled the favorite until you do something at the international level. Uh, but she'll go out, she'll win this year, and then she'll be the favorite for the rest of her career. But until then... So you're picking her, but she's not the favorite? You're picking her, but she's not the favorite? Correct. 
trying to make okay. sure the the money line works out in my favor too. So, got to put. I <laughs> Let me ask you this. The, out of everybody in the women's hundred right now, who would you be least surprised if you found out they won the hundred meter gold in July? Least surprised. Yes. If we could hit the fast forward button and I could say, "Hey, Gordon, I have the women's hundred meter results. This person won." Who would Shelly elicit Anna. the least? Right, and I feel the same yeah. way. That that has yeah. to be here because she's done it six times before. You're right. She has a LeBron factor. You mentioned those other people, and they're great, and they have medals to their name and gold medals to their name. But Shelly Ann Fraser Price is the LeBron of of this event. She's the Usain Bolt yeah. of this event. She's the Shelly Ann Fraser Price of this event, which is, um, she puts her. I mean, you, you look at her her track record; it is pretty crazy. Just the the gold medals that she's that she's run off race after you know major championship after major championship, six of them, and there was a break in there right? 16 and, and 17 didn't get gold and then comes back in 19. And in 19, she looked like she was just on the, just getting started, basically. Like she looked, she looked strong. She was winning those things going away. I went back and forth on the favorite thing because it is, it is tough. You run a time like 1072 that so few people have done. And you say, maybe that elevates you to a higher plane where things like major championship experience don't factor in as much because i think if she ran let's just say she ran 1068 right that there has to be a time at which she could have run where we would have said i don't care what anybody has done in the past she's the future and this summer she's going to beat everybody just look at the marks but you're right it's right on that right on that borderline there where uh fraser price has done enough and not done enough recently because last year fraser price was in pretty good shape to where you'd say okay shelly and fraser price uh, goes into this this these Olympic Games as the favorite right now. Now, what if here's another hi- hypothetical for you? And I mentioned anybody watching. Uh, we're live on YouTube right now. In in the chat, let us know what you think. What if, let's say, three weeks from now, Fraser Price runs a hundred and she wins it and she runs eleven oh five? Would that change your opinion? No, not yet. I mean, especially because we're still kind of early out. I mean, yeah. I mean, there will be a, if she's there will be a point if we're if we're heading into the Tokyo Olympic Games and she has a full like point two lead on everyone else. Yeah. I will be a little more. I just is one of those things where I I know dare I say it like maybe she could have broke the world record and I still would be like. Hey, championship racing, anything can happen. Because we see this all the time where people have the best PB in any race, uh, more a more phenomenal PB than everyone in the field, and then they don't win. It's not always the person with the best season's best that wins a championship race. Yes, it happens. Mm-hmm. There are times when it does happen, but it's not yeah. a guarantee. And because it's not a guarantee, you just have to account for – the fastest person doesn't always win, and mm. sometimes it's the the the, sh- the person who's most championship ready. And Shelly and Fraser Price, six times she's been championship ready. She has the pedigree. Sky Richardson literally will be making her internet like global championship debut. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. I would probably be more on Shikari Richardson's uh hundred. 
but more on the gold medal favorite. If she would have at least qualified for Doha, got like eighth or made it into the semifinals in Doha or something like that, then I would be like, okay, she's done it. She's been there. But this will be her first time. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you never know what can happen. Now, again, if she would win, I would not be surprised because 10.72 is 10.72. But until mm-hmm. Shelly and Frazier, you can't dethrone the queen until the queen dethrones herself. So you have to. Uh, is that a Game of Thrones phrase. line or something like that? Did I don't you know. get a writing credit on the season finale of Game of Thrones? Yeah. I want to clarify something you said because. If Richardson did break the women's 100-meter world record and ran 10.48, I would put her as the favorite. That is one world record where I would throw everything else out and say, you are you are the favorite if you run uh, sub-10.5. Okay, but it's, listen, it's uh, hold on. Is, uh, oh, that record's out I there. His name. I can't believe I forgot his name. This is killing me. Joel Embiid? No, in the 5K, 10K, men. Why am I forgetting his name? Joshua Chapter. World guy. record holder. Yeah, Chep the guy. Joshua Chep the guy. Is Chep yeah. the guy the the favorite in the five and the ten? Yes. Yeah, he is. So if Mo Farah shows pretty... up, you're not going to be like, "Hey, maybe Mo Farah might win." No, I'm not. No, I don't think. I don't think Chep. The... I, I I think Chep the guy's favorite, not because the world world record, all the other stuff. Listen, there's world records, and then there's the women's hundred and two hundred meter world records. They're just, they're they're a, they're a cut above. Like that's a little different than yeah. than breaking Bikaela's record. But here, here's what also can happen with Shakira Richardson. She can also run faster than this. She yeah. could continue to improve. This could just be the beginning. We also have to hold that out as a possibility. After the 1075 in in Austin a couple of years ago, you're like, oh, man, well, that's going to be the apex of her season and it ended up being her season. But this is a different year. So there's a, a, a possibility that she runs 1072 in April. She's not peaking for April. And she starts running sub 107. And if that's the case, then the only person really that can beat her uh, in that setting, I guess only people would be Thompson Hurrah and, and Fraser Price. Those would be the, the only two there who yeah. have the capability to go that quickly. It's, yeah, it's a good position to be in for Richardson because you're clearly yes. the best in the United States right now. You had uh, – you, you backed up the 1075. Uh, you're far and away the fastest in the world this year, and now everybody else needs to needs to respond. We got a comment on the chat here from Gregory. He says Kenny Harrison had a similar experience. Time doesn't equal ability uh, to compete in the in the championships. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Broke the, broke the world. Didn't make the team. Broke, broke the world record. Absolutely. And especially in something like the you you brought it up before, which I think is a good point. As nerve wracking. And as short as the 100, 100 meter hurdles, 110 hurdles, like one tiny little mistake, and the race is basically over for you. You rush your start, you get out, um, and don't do what you're supposed to do in those first 30 meters. Something goes wrong, you're distracted, it's like gone, just like that. Like the the, the difference between 10.7 and 10.9 is is one minor minor error. Yeah, and if you think about it, I think a lot of people probably would assume. Tactical races are where the people with the best PB are most vulnerable but mm-hmm. versus like a sprint event. But I could argue that the 100 is so short that it's actually more vulnerable because there's more mental glitches that mm-hmm. can occur. Whereas in a 1500, 
you know, after you get out, you get out bad and you're like, all right, well, let's adjust. Now I'm in this race. So I think in a weird way, maybe the hundred is the, the hardest race uh, for the, the best time because, you know, they got that best time because everything went perfect mentally mm-hmm. start the drive, all that stuff. Whereas in a 1500 and a 5k, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's not going to be all out world record pace. So, you know, you're just going at a race. So anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, Shakari Richardson, 1072 respect. She's going to win the hundred at the U S trials at the bare minimum. Yeah. So, and then you also picked her for the Olympics, but didn't call her the favorite. There you go. Correct. That's the, that's, that's the lesson goes, for today, folks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually understand your logic, which means I'm probably short on rest too, if I'm understanding what it is you mean. There let's stick with let's stick with your your theory of Olympic champions stay Olympic champions until they're dethroned, or at least Olympic champions stay uh favorites to make the team until they get dethroned. Because Matt Centrowitz ran an eight hundred in this race and only beat one person, ran one fifty got six. Now this is not his featured event. He's not an 800 meter runner. He's a 1500 meter runner. Last week we talked about how you still had him number one in the US. I agree with you there. Does Centro's run in Florida in this meet change anything to you? So this is one of those situations where I kind of would prefer to plead the fifth and not really have a take because I don't want to be wrong either way. Because I don't want to be wrong in doubting him because then it's like, look at you, you doubted the Olympic champion. But I also don't want to be wrong in saying, no, he still got it and be like, dude, why do you keep on thinking this guy who is sucking in all of his races is the favorite that's disrespectful to the young guns, to the Josh Thompsons mm-hmm. and the Craig Angles of this world. So either way, I'm going to be wrong. But tell me what's in your heart. Tell me what's, what's in, in my heart? heart. Yeah. What's in my heart is my, my heart is maybe he's not the favorite. That's in my heart. To make the team? I don't know if win? it's no to, to win. I don't know if it's in my heart yet that he won't make the team. I don't know if that's in my heart yet, but my heart is starting to beat. It's starting to race a bit. It's starting to get a little, little movement. And I just wish that he would have another race so I could just see him do something good so that I can put everything to the rest. Because right now, what's the most recent thing we can lean on that's like, okay, you still have it. I guess it's his 5K against Cole Hawker. Is that the most recent thing we can lean on? 1332. Yeah, 1332. If you want to go back to 2019, you can find some really good performances because then he ran 13 flat, made the final. In Doha, ran 332, but that's two years ago now, or a year and nine months, or a year and a half, something like that. Doesn't 2019 feel like last fall? It does, and that's why I'm having problems, and I'm wondering if athletes yeah. feel the same way. Because if athletes are feeling the same way, they're in for a uh, rude awakening when they find out it's actually 2021. But I've been, I've been giving athletes credit uh, and teams credit a lot of times for things they've done in 2019 as 2020 just because i've gotten my years yeah. mixed up i don't know what do you think i i think it means nothing i think it means Got nothing it. at all i think listen he may not be the favorite he may not make the team but it's not going to be because of an 800 meter race in 
in April. The yeah. beginning of April. That's that's not it. It's Nick Willis had a good thread about it. It's just like eight when fifteen hundred meter guys drop down and and run eight hundreds. You don't know what they're what they're really trying to get out of it. You don't know where they're at in their training. I mean, Centro's never been a dynamic eight hundred meter runner. His his PB one forty four sixty two, but he hasn't necessarily been like cranking out the eight hundreds throughout his his career. Um, I mean, it's a good sign that he's healthy. And, and racing still again i'm giving way i'm giving a lot of credit towards 2019 and that 13 flat 5k to show hey he's still in good shape and if you run 13 flat you, you can put that put out you can put out pretty 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 good 1500 um but we got a question here uh from christian do you guys think centro has more of a future in the 5k or the 15 i still think it's 15 because uh the the acceleration over that last lap is what separates central and then you look at the the fields talked about this last week too yeah if the men's 15 right now in the u.s look like the men's eight then you could say you got an issue on your hands central but it doesn't the men's 15 right now is filled with a lot of people who don't have the standard and a lot of very young people and some couple got a couple guys in the middle who Centro has raced before and is probably pretty comfortable racing again, like Engels, and knows their tendencies. And Thompson. So, and Thompson exactly, who is literally his training partner. He's gonna figure that. He's gonna figure that one out. Where I'd be worried is okay if he runs one fifty, is his speed just gone? But I don't think his speed just disappeared in in a year because in that three thirty two against Hawker. The one thing he did have was a pretty good close. Granted, it was in a 5K. It wasn't in a 1500, but he had a pretty good close. Yeah, and looking back, Hawker is actually now considered a top three, top four guy in the U.S. So that kick against him yeah. looks more respectable. Looks better, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's one of those things. That's one of the things that the sports is confusing is you don't know. I just wish you could look at races and times and just be able to know what that means but the fact mm -hmm. that a pro could be like coming off a you know a different they could have been doing a workout before or after they could be approaching mm -hmm. it where like hey we want you to only run the first 400 in a certain time and then try to run as fast as you can after and try to make mm -hmm. it feel like the last 800 of a 1500 as opposed to the first 800 of an 800 you know yeah like where he's like i'm trying to like i'm looking prepare for a yeah I'm looking back to 2019, because let's just throw 2020 out. He didn't race. Centro didn't race until June 30th in 2019. He debuted at pre, if I'm looking at this yeah, I remember correctly. Was, everyone was talking about, is he injured? That was like the big question. He essentially debuted less than a month before U.S. championships in 2019. Kind of reminds me of was it Simmons's 2015 when he rated waited to race and then yeah. he ended up uh, he ended up winning USA's that year. Not to say you can't lose it that quickly, but he uh, I think he's good at getting sharp for the exact right time and knowing exactly what he needs to do. And and again, if we like... do the test we did with Fraser Price, who's the person you you'd be least shocked made the Olympic team? It would be from the US. It would be Matt Centrowitz. For the 1500. I feel like 
Matt Sensowitz season this year is like a decathlon. Where like in a decathlon you have a bunch of different events and you're good and bad in certain ones. And you don't really know if you truly are going to put up a good result until like the seventh or eighth event because you mm -hmm. know it's going to be a lot of fluctuation in those first six events. You might have a bad shot put, a good hurdle, this or that. And I just feel like I can't really have a pulse on Centro until I get to that seventh, eighth decathlon event where I'll know like, all right, he's actually in it when he enters the 1500 at the trials. Because you end the decathlon with the 1500, he'll end his decathlon with the 1500 at the trials. We are just currently in the, <laughs> the shot put phase where like, yeah, we don't expect you to throw 20 meters in the shot, put. it's okay. So, but maybe he threw... 13 meters and he should have thrown 14 and we just don't know that yet and we'll kind of look back and be like hey that 800 show they didn't have a kick but we don't know that sure yet. we'll know that yeah in retrospect so he's run plenty of 800s that were not as fast as you'd think he'd be able to to run you look at his all-time marks here I mean, he's, he's run a lot of as i mentioned he's run 144 before run a lot of 146s, 147s, which again, I, I know that's different than than a 150, but it's not as if he was cranking out consistent 145s every single year. Would you have been, and this is the weird thing about track, would you have been more confident if he just didn't race and then we didn't have any data yeah. about him? That's weird, right? It's a weird part of the sport. 100%. But that that shouldn't be the case. If he didn't race at all, say he debuted at the trials, we'd probably give him more of a chance than if he ran races leading up to it that were below his standard. It's just interesting the way the, the sport works out. Let's go back to the sprints, though. Uh, Laura in the chat, she wanted to know about the 400, and that was on my list of things to talk about because the 400, 400 is getting real, Gordon. Uh, women's 400 in the United States, and I'm excited about it. We talked last week about that event. Uh, you had two people, two women break 50 in this race. Shamir Little, what a spring for Shamir Little. Back-to-back -back PRs in the open quarter, 49.91. Quinner Hayes, 49.92. And then Kendall Ellis, 50.4. And for the men, on the men's side of things, Justin Robinson, just one year out of high school, he wins the thing, runs 45.23 ahead of Will London's 45.31. So some shuffling, I think, about to happen in that in that 400 for both the men and the women in the U.S. Yeah, start the women. I mean, again, we mentioned the U.S. women's 4x4 could just be a bunch of non-400 meter runners and, and Little, Muhammad, Mo, and McLaughlin. I think that would actually yeah. – that potentially probably would be better. I'm the, who, I think that, that team might actually beat the other four best 400 meter runners. Like after yeah. Little runs forty nine nine, I think it's safe yeah. to say <laughs> our non four hundred meter runners are better than our four hundred meter runners. Yeah, well, but uh, Little's both though in a way now. No, isn't she. How many how many no. sub fifties do you have to run before you become a a four hundred meter runner? You're not a four hundred meter runner if you skip the event at the trials. You're not one. Yeah, I think she's gonna run it. I think she's gonna run it. I hope we see a lot of people do that double. We couldn't get the 15-5 double. Can we get the 400-400 hurdles double? That'd be a fair trade, right? I'd take Ashley that. Spencer so tried it. Ashley Spencer tried it, I think, in 2016, and it didn't go well. I you think she two, made... You got... 
No, I don't think she ran in 2016. Maybe it was 2012. I just remember someone trying it, and it didn't go well. They just got tired. They just went. Maybe about 12. At six four hundred, man. That's a lot of 400s. Yeah. Yeah, but she's jogging through those rounds and stuff. You get the break in between. I I, want to see it. Anyway, back to your your point. Did you have a point before? Was there a point? You see the YouTube comment? I didn't. Did they not like you? Ah, yes. I was hoping he would be back. Which one of you said I was trolling when I mentioned Quinn Hayes in your discussion last week? That was Gordon, the gentleman on the left of your screen. And uh, Mr. <laughs> Leverage King, uh, you'll be happy to know as soon as Quinn Hayes uh, ran that time, I texted Gordon and said, ah, I guess the YouTubers knew what was what. What was what? Uh, hold on, though. Before we do that, you were, you were accurate. 2016 Spencer did do both. Uh, she made it in the foreign hurdles. She ran 5402, uh, which was after the 400. So she did the open 400 first, got seventh, okay. and then made it in the foreign hurdles. I, is that an? That seems like a reason to do it, not a reason not to do it. It worked out fine. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. I was confusing 12 and 12. She didn't. Uh, 12. She ran juniors instead of uh, Olympics, which was an interesting decision. Anyway. Uh, talk about Quinner Hayes. Yeah, uh, I I thought she was uh, on the down on the downward trajectory from her peak from a few years ago. <laughs> Clearly, I am wrong. She's not on that downward tra- trajectory. She's actually still going upward and plateauing as a forty nine second four hundred meter runner. Um, yeah, I I'm I was wrong. I, I'm willing to eat that crow. Uh, mm-hmm. She's. She's in that conversation now to be a top three. I, like, you don't fake 49s. You can fake a, a 51 indoor and be like, hey, I won the race because I ran 51 seconds indoor and not really be legit. 49 yeah. outdoors is legit. So, uh, yeah, I got added her to the list of potential uh, top four spots, top three spots. Well, this event needed some some big marks getting put down. We talked about how it was a little – slower than normal back in 2019 before it got going. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the women's 400 now. I hope we get to see at least one, possibly two of these four-meter hurdlers decide to to run the open quarter because it's going to be exciting when you throw in Jonathan and Phyllis Francis and Allison Felix and everybody else. Just There's a lot of there's going to be a lot of big names in there, which I think is, is pretty cool. Uh, but Leverage King, tell us who else we should be on the lookout for because you kind of na- nailed that, Quinera Hayes. Pick. Also, Canary, she's run 49.7 back in 2017. So this is – Yeah, uh, that's the thing. It's 2017. It's 2021, man. It's That was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I know, but she's she's done it before. She had a, a 49.9 in 2016. So this was her third sub-50 performance. People come out when it's time for the Olympics. I guess People so. come out. This is, this is good. Men, with Justin Robinson running that, is he now the – is he the favorite for that third spot behind Norman and Curly? Well, first of all, you say? why is he not in high school? I mean, why is he not in college? Do you know? Did you find out? He was supposed to be at Arizona State, know. right? Yeah, he was. He he committed to Arizona State uh, and is not at Arizona State. But whatever he's doing, he's still running fast. And if he makes the Olympic team, uh, who can begrudge him for making that decision? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
that's the short answer. Looking good, beating a legit field, low 45s, good this early in the season. He's definitely yeah. going to be in the conversation. Um, I really feel like that third spot is just a hodgepodge of guys. We're just going to shuffle up, and whoever is really on that week is going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's really going to ever be a favorite for that third. I think it's just going to be, hey, here's a group of eight guys. One of them yeah. will show up. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Will London was still in the mix there. You know, he's only eight one hundredths behind, and obviously you're going to have you know Cherry and Norwood. And I think we're going to get another. I don't know if it'll be someone. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be someone who's in college right now, or maybe somebody the first year out of college who's going to pop too. There's going to be another I mean, young person who I think is going to have that capability. He only went, there's a lot of guys already who have run 44 seconds in college. Bryce Dedman, Johnny Blockberger, yeah. and Ja'Cory Patterson, all, I think, Americans, have all run sub-45. So, Johnny well, Blockberger. Well, didn't Noah Williams do it indoors, too? That's a great name. No, Johnny Blockberger. Where's he from? What do you think Johnny Blockberger looks like? Those are Arizona. I wouldn't even, wouldn't even venture to guess. Uh, Is he American? Well, if he's going to compete at the Olympic trials, he's from, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's from Arizona. Johnny, yeah, he's from Block. He's from, he doesn't look like a Johnny Blockburger, I would say. Yeah. I, I, uh, okay, he looks like uh, a young, long, young Leverage King says Lena Irby's winning the Lena Irby's winning yeah, the trials Curl? according to sorry Leverage King. So Lena Irby's winning the trials? <laughs> no, I don't believe. Yeah, that. well, you're going to be you keep doubling down here. Um, I'm. Doubling down. What about you? You forgot Noah Williams. Up forty-five indoors. Yeah, no. Yeah, indoors, man. Come on, do something outdoors. Get back to me. But you can go. You'd be no faster. Indoor. Be faster outdoors. It's not all. I, I mean, tell that to the the guy from who's the guy from Czech Republic. Oh, Pavel Maslak. Yeah, he's always good indoors, yeah. but he doesn't show up outdoors, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's no, uh, in, I'm just, I'm just thinking if we are, we're talking about, if we're talking about sub 45, he did run sub 45, granted, on a indoor track. 100, men's 100. A lot of people talking about Gatlin. People have opinions about Justin Gatlin. We know that for sure. 39 years old, runs 998, so gets another sub 10 clock and gets second in this race. And nobody's talking about the guy who got first in this race. And I'd like to take a moment to talk about the guy who got first in this race because Gatlin gets all the headlines. But Kyrie King, 997 PRs. It's a big run for him, former Oregon sprinter. And that just is another guy who is sub 10. So I looked it up, Gordon. Here's the list of people. When you remove Christian Coleman, you remove Michael Norman. So the people we think who are going to be racing in Eugene who have run under 10 in 2019, 2020, or 21. So you have Lyles. When legal? Bromel. Yes. Lyles, Bromel, Isaiah Young, Mike Rogers, Craven Gillespie, Justin Gatlin, Ronnie Baker, and now Kyrie King. So there's a group of eight right there who have done it before. And there's going to be more that will be added to that list. There's going to be some college kids. I can see Terrence Laird, Breaking 10, Bowling, uh, the Micaiah Williams. There's going to be some others in that sub. There's some good uh, seniors around there that can probably sneak under 10. 
It's gonna be a lot. Of, there's gonna be a lot of sub ten guys going into Eugene. Did it surprise you that that Gatlin went under uh, ten again? Well, what this race did for me for Gatlin is it confirmed that he's going to make the team because you don't run. It shows that he's fit. He's not. He hasn't lost a step yet. He's in the range with the young guys. He runs nine nine eight. If he would have ran like ten ten here and got like fifth in the race, I would be like, okay. "Ooh, he might uh, it might the wheels might be falling off." But he's right in there with Kyrie. You have to just assume he's going to be, you know, the he's the ultimate like LeBron to show up when it matters most, right? So he's gonna. I know people might not like that. I just equated Justin Gatlin to LeBron James, but you know what I'm trying yeah, to Jimmy say. Le- we're all. We're only allowed one LeBron comparison an episode, and we've already we used okay. that in the first ten minutes. So you can't That's do that. True. Wait, so you have your team then? You have your team because you're not going to put Lyles off the team, and you're not going to put Trevor Brown yeah. off the team. You have the team. Gatlin was the Gatlin was the question mark, and now okay. he's not anymore. I think uh, people are fighting for get that relay spot. They want to be in that top six so they can call themselves an Olympian. So. The question is, can he finish top six? So then you're in the relay pool. Um, but the team that's going to be running individually, I think it's going to be Lyles, Bromel, and Gatlin. I am not, for the record, ending the the race for the men's 100. I still think it's open here, and particularly <laughs> that third spot. I'm not counting out Ronnie Baker okay. yet. I'm not counting out any of those those sub-10 sub ten guys. Come on. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy to, to end it right now. I get it. You're saying Gatlin's only going to get better from here and he's going to perform yeah. when it matters because that's that's what he's done before. But probably thought the same thing about Bolt in 2017 and that didn't that didn't work out for him. And It's a difference know. though of not being the world champion versus not being top 3 in the US. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> that is different. Those are those are two different standards. I get it. I get it. I just think when you're racing only for one spot, which is what we think is going to happen, because we have no reason really to doubt at this point, Lyles or Bromel being ready for the trials in, in a couple months, unless there's an injury that pops up that we don't know about, and you're just racing for one spot, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough. And everybody's getting older. That's not breaking news. It's just the way the world works. So, I mean, every race is just one more race in his legs. Right. And yeah. at some point, and you have to slow down. I could also see, now that I think about it more, Gallon, you know, he's had all the accolades individually. He could be mm-hmm. just like, hey, I just want to be in the Olympics. So top six is all I really need. So he can be in the relay. Right. Maybe that's like his, like, I don't he'll think be he all right that. if he gets like fifth and then he's on the relay pool. And I he think he wants to be like, I mean, I'm sure he would take that as opposed to not making the team, but I think he wants to make the team. I think he still thinks he could probably win the thing. He's probably going to be the first 50-year-old to ever break 10. Let's just be honest. It just seems like where we're headed at this point. I don't I just this Well, is... yeah, I, mean, I was looking that up because he broke 10 at 39. Kim Collins still has that record, right? Yeah. Age 40, he broke 10. Yeah. So. I wonder if but he's going it, for that. I don't think so because Gatlin, though, isn't he uh, – he says he's shutting it down after this year, right? That was the plan. He's not doing Eugene. Yeah. Do you think if he wins a medal, he's going to stop? 
wait one said. more year. Yeah, I mean, that's you true. Can, you can well, say that all the time, right? Eventually, you got to turn it off, right? Bolt did it. You know, you just right. got to turn it off. Okay. Um, let's see. What other highlights here? Ken Harrison, talked about her before, 1238, windy. Grant Holloway, 1304 with some wind at his back. Doesn't really help that much in the hurdles, though. Beats Daniel Roberts, who ran 1330. This is this is what we're expecting. Did I make the bold prediction that Grant Holloway's going to break the world record this year? Was that this podcast? I'm not sure. If I didn't, I regret it. And if I did, I'm glad. Because I think when you're on 13-0s in April, he's just this is going to be another – he's just going to continue what he was doing indoors. He's going to continue – he's going to take it to outdoors. And I think we're going to see a bunch of sub – Sub-13's coming. I think he's going to get the world record by the end of the year. Uh, Kenny Bidnarek, 1965, the plus .4. Man, he's got like a list. He's got a long list of windy performances. Kenny B, remember Juco prelims, 1948 with that plus oh, six yeah. behind him? <laughs> yeah, he's got – get some wind behind him, Kenny. He, he's flying. But he just dominates this, this race, Gordon. So I think – I think for sure we talked about before how the 200 is going to shake out. Obviously, Lyles is on that team. I think Kenny B is going to be on the squad as well. And then you just have that third spot, maybe maybe Terrence Laird, who ran that 1981, maybe somebody else. Um, what other highlights uh, did you want to mention here from from this Miramar meet before we talk about – we got some requests to talk about NAU's 1500, and then I wanted to talk about um, some other results. Yeah, I mean, nothing else too crazy, to be honest. Um, it was nice to see all the people that we expect to be in the finals and the trials and from the 100 up to the 400, 400 hurdles, see them all compete, mm -hmm. right? We haven't – we've been getting a lot of, like, pop-up distance track meets, but we haven't been getting a lot of sprinter-based yeah. meets or sprinter-based meets where they try because we had a few where they would jog, right? <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. so it kind of, you kind of forget, you forget that these men and women are out there being the best in the world training, uh, and you kind of forget that they have this speed. You think it's, it's all gone. Cause all we're looking at is us distance running. But now that we see these sprinters yeah. come alive, it's, uh, pretty exciting. Um, so in, in general, I was just happy to have like, all right, track is now actually back because. Now we got the, the sprint side of things and it's exciting. So that was my take. Yeah. Just excitement. It's one thing to have it's one thing to have them come back and race. It's another thing to have them race each other. And that second yeah. part was missing for a while. People would run in small meets and you wouldn't get everybody together. But now you're getting more and more meets where everybody And they're running fast. fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're they're getting on the same line and they're actually going for it. We're only a little over two months away from from the trials, and it makes sense that now it would be would be ramping up. One person I want to mention, um, let's see, Kenny Salmon's been been doing big things in the four meter hurdles in that event in the U.S. After once you get past Brad Benjamin, there's definitely some open spots, so keep an eye on him. Ajay Wilson was just super smooth again, two flat, uh, fifty seven. I think she's gold medal favorite right now. I'll say that. Gregory wants to know, would they pull Norman down for the four by one? I know you want that to happen, Gordon, but will I they do want that? that to happen. I would, 
Yeah. Does that count? Do we, I want the, Norman. The things to, that we want to happen count as will happen. I want Norman to do six events at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I want him to do the one, the two, the four, four by one, four by four, mixed four by four. Mm-hmm. And you could argue he could win at least, you could argue that he could win Olympic gold in every single one of those events. If you Michael could argue, not, you can't guarantee it, but you could argue he Phelps, would. And it was in a pool. Yeah. That's what he'd be doing. Yeah. I mean, no that's impact. why, I, that's what, yeah, it would be, be great if our sport could handle that better, right? I mean, like, he could be the Phelps. It would be incredible. Why yeah, not? Just go for on, it. On land instead of water. I think, let's see. The question is, would they? No. They should would. they? Should they? Yes. And then would they, would he even want to? I think, you know, he might want to. I, I haven't looked at the Olympic schedule. I'm guessing they're keeping the, um, are they, have they put it back to four by four at the end? I'm not sure. But adding extra stuff after what happened in 2019, I don't think is on his priority list, but I think everybody wants to be on a relay because that's fun. doesn't matter if you're in ninth grade or you're a pro at the Olympics. I think you want to be on the relay. I think he'll have his hands full just with the, with the quarter and then the, and the four by four. Um, you know or what they're going to do any... is Go ahead. Allison Felix is going to like finish eighth at the trials, but she'll be a member of the prelim squad of the four by four and the prelim squad of the mixed four by four. So they can give her two more medals. That's exactly what, Get they, two that's more medals what they're definitely going to do. Yeah. Allison Felix, I think... the queen of collecting relay medals. That's what she's doing. So, well, even she acknowledged that the, in Doha, when someone asked, like, how does this mixed relay rack up, like stack up to your other ones? She was like, yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> and she was very, up, she was very up, upfront uh, about it. But 400 meter runners, man, they get, they get a lot of opportunities. 400 meter runners and, and 100 meter runners too, if you think about it, with the, with the rounds, just that your chances of meddling are so much higher. 400 now, it's crazy with the, with the mixed uh with the mixed gender race so laura wants to any other meets like miramar set up in the next couple of weeks um there are more of these usatf meets that are going to get going i don't know if we're going to get the same level of athletes concentrated in one but i do think with the diamond league starting later and people's hesitancy to travel athletes hesitancy to travel especially with all the uncertainty about do you have to quarantine do you have to do this do you have to do that it would make sense that you're going to see people congregate at these meets is that the sense that you're getting yeah i mean i know eugene and mount sac are both holding you know yeah. world athletics content tour so i think those are going to have a good sprint presence u.s sprint presence um and there is one more USATF sprint meet in Texas or two more in Texas mm-hmm. in May. So I think we will still see some, I think basically all the Americans are just going to dot instead of going to the Rabat diamond league or the Doha diamond league, or even the Rome diamond league. Mm-hmm. I think they're just going to kind of take it easy and be like, Hey, let's just do our own local meets until we get to let's, let's not go international until after the trials, the whole COVID restrictions and quarantining and all that stuff. Yeah, you don't want to have your training get interrupted. I'm trying to pull up Bryce Hopple's post. I know he's not a sprinter, but he put his whole schedule out, which is – I know that's a rare thing. 
it's a rare thing in in track and field to have a schedule, but he did it. So I'll read his. This might be instructive this for other exciting. people. So he's so he's running. I'm reporting Bryce Hopple's schedule per his Instagram. Here we go. Write this down, everybody. April 24th, Eugene. So that's the Continental Tour, yep. Oregon. Was that the Oregon Relay on top of the Oregon? It's, the, it's connected now? to the Oregon Relays. It's connected to the Oregon okay. Relays. Yeah. Yeah. May 1st, Lawrence, Kansas. So that's probably are the Kansas Relays all the way back to May 1st, or is that just a small UK? He's know. from Kansas. I mean, he went to Kansas, so yeah. that's why. Okay. Uh, May 9th, Los Angeles. May 9th, Los Angeles. So that's probably Mount Sac. That's Mount Sac. Yeah. May 23rd, Boston. Yeah, Boston Boost Games. Which is okay. Then June 6th, Prairie View. That's in Texas. So that's another okay. continental tour or USATF meet. Yeah. And then and then the trials. He is racing, so he is racing five times between now and the trials. Again, don't know if he is racing more than most people or if he represents the average. But yeah, he's going to be going to one like four of these, four of these USATF meets, and then one meet in 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 Kansas, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, NAU fifteen hundred. Uh, someone in the chat wanted to know what you thought. Yeah, Grijalva clearly has a great wheels. He has a kick, and I. Think that kind of showed what that he, he is you going to tell be. People what he, what he, oh, he went three thirty nine. Okay, I mean three thirty nine closed in like fifty six. He uh, looked good. I mean, I have him as a favorite in the five k. I think mm -hmm. this is a performance that you know confirms that doesn't like over confirm it, under confirm it. Kind of just like checks a box. I will be excited when the NAU guys go for their qualifying 5K, 10K times, which I don't know when mm -hmm. that'll be. It'll be end of this month, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of Grijalva, the other guys kind of didn't run as fast. I mean, Nico Young ran, what, 344, 345. I was, though, impressed by some other college kids. Ilya Kipsang ran 336 flat solo. That's hard to do. He did it all by himself. <laughs> Maybe he had no a rabbit? pacer, but... Okay. Maybe he had a rabbit, but like three thirty six flat. That's that's no joke. And then um, Ethanis Kyoko of Campbell ran a sub thirteen thirty, which once again adds to the narrative that the five k this year is incredibly deep. That just like another guy out there on the east coast is like, yeah, I'm going to run sub sub thirteen thirty. Let's add to the party. You could be like a thirteen twenty nine guy and be like twelfth in the nation now. It's insane. What are we at now for total thirteen sub thirteen thirties? Do we have that list? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. I don't have that list. I'm pulling it up right now to see. It's a lot. I want to. Yeah. So that's Kyoko uh, five. We're at five now. Herrera, three BYUs, and Kyoko. We're at five now, but Again. there's a lot more to come. Yeah. With I, I was Iowa State guys, that's, that's Oregon, a... NAU. Yeah. Yeah, I was to say that does not include. I'm scrolling down here. I don't see anybody, and I think some of those, those Stanford in their opener running Stanford guys in their opener running 1340s. It's not crazy that they could drop a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, I don't think they I will. I think they'll kind of just lock. I think they'll just lock in. They're not. They're not trying to run. I think they're just gonna 
not run the 5k again till pac 12s and ncaa's so I don't think people will lower time from 1340 down to 1320s. I think it's more about the people like the Edwin Kurgatz and Kip Tews who haven't run it at all, who will just debut with the 1320. Mm-hmm. So I also anyway, want to bring up. I mean, there, there, there was a college kid who ran 10 flat from Coppin State, Joseph Amoa. Oh. Amoa, yeah. It was th- three point wind, so it wasn't uh, wind legal, but still pretty good um nothing else too crazy it's kind of like a middling week for collegiate track and field there were some fast uh you know what there's one guy i think we need to start i'm trying to get ahead of it all right i'm trying to get ahead of it it's Mm -hmm. april 12th 2021 and i need to i need i need i need i need a new guy i need someone to kind of just like fall in love with you know i was ahead of the mercy chilang got fan club back in the summer i need a new fan club because she's now graduated to like elite status and she's she's got it she's got a title she doesn't need the gordon she doesn't need she doesn't need my support but i have a new new one it's a sophomore runner do you want to try to guess who it is sure or no okay distance sophomore Distance sophomore, man or woman? Man. Hmm. Who is Gordon thinking about now? Let's see. Let's see. Um, is this like a prominent person? Is this a, no. is it, well, I'll, under the radar? It's not a, okay. No, but I'm saying. Under... Oh. Well, is it the Miami of Ohio kid who almost yeah. beat Charlie Hunter? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Finley, Finley McClear, man. That was a cool race at at uh, NCAA's. Like he thought he had it, and Charlie Hunter got him at the line, and then they had to wait to see. And and he he really put himself out there. So he's your new he's your new Mercy Chilangat. Yeah, because he should like he he showed that that grit kind of coming out of nowhere. Runs a one forty five indoors, almost wins, mm-hmm. and then. Now his outdoor season, he's kind of – he runs a 147 and then a 146. He's currently the national leader. I just feel yeah. like he is like – has that momentum. He has that chip of like, hey, I almost had it. You know, no one's really thinking about Finley McLear, right? He sounds yeah. like a character from Back to the Future. You know, so it's like I'm excited. I think this guy is going to have a wild outdoor season. He's going mm-hmm. to maybe win NCAAs, but get second or third. I think he'll go into the trials, like find a way to make the final. And everyone's going to be like, mm-hmm. who is this Finley McClear kid from Miami, Ohio, who is well, currently. I think people are going to know who he is because he got second at, at NCAAs. I don't think people are going to no. not know who he is. No, I mean. I think, people, you know what? I think you're. People, I'm going to avoid this one. I'm going to say this one doesn't count. You're, you're one season too late on this. Sorry, you need to pick no, another person. No, 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 no. Mercy no, Chilangat had not – no, Mercy Chilangat had not finished runner-up and almost won a national title before you were hyping her. She had run, what, 1550 or something and was on track to be, what, the 16th person at NCAAs before the season got canceled. I think you can do better than – I mean, this is a good – it's a good pick and it's a crazy story. 
but well, I don't I'm, think it qualifies. You're not. You're not. Sorry. No, this counts. This is who I'm picking. You can't just tell me I can't have this person as my fan. I can't be a fan of this person. This is the. This is the guy. We're gonna get him on the podcast eventually well, down the road. You can be a fan of him. You can be a fan of him. I'm just saying it's, he's not. He's not. Uh, he doesn't fit the criteria. No. Okay. How many people? If you ask people who follow the sport, track and field media or whatever, if they said, "Give me your list of the top eight, the top eight eight hundred meter runners in the U.S.," none of them will put this guy on it. They won it. He's not. I don't think he's American. Is he not? I think that's the problem. Dad, that's that why ruins, no one would put him. That on ruins my thing. Is he not American? <laughs> Dang, he's, he's not, not American. I'm looking at the, at the at the chat here. He's not. So, yeah. I, but well, why were you? I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan. He's gonna make the the British trials, and he's gonna. Oh, that ruined it. Come on, maybe we can get him some citizenship. Do you know someone who's uh, who's single? Get get some marriage. Twenty years uh, old. Going here. And... I thought you were talking about from an NCAA perspective. I didn't even think you were talking about it from uh, from the perspective of 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 the Olympic trials. That's a that's a different question because you were making him the comp to. Um, you're making no, my, he to, was gonna be the guy. He's my Olympic trials, but now he's a he's, okay. he's not American. Yeah, and this this segment went downhill quickly. But I'm still gonna be a fan. Still gonna be hey, a fan. Shout out to Funky, shout out to Funky Jam, dude, who was fact checking this entire thing, and I think thought it was very hilarious. <laughs> hey, I didn't know. Why is nobody talking about this guy who's not an American finishing in top eight in the trials? Why? <laughs> why? Why is no one talking about Joshua Chepta guy being a threat in Eugene? <laughs> Hey, are you excited I, for uh, Shelly and Fraser Price and Shakira Richardson to face off in the Olympic trials in the hundred, Gordon? I get it. I get it. Uh, Low on I do want to say, speaking of, the, speaking of the 800, I sent you and Travis a video of a Texas A&M 800. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Dixon, man, that's, second, that's the second bad race in a row for him. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, Texas A&M as a whole, they, they got – three solid guys up there. Uh, but right now he's like the fourth best guy in his own team, which is, which is surprising. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I'm not sure it's what's, what's going to happen. I feel like Dixon m- might not have it this year and it's not really, cause he was be, he was like the sleeper, like college kid who could maybe sneak onto the Olympic team, but yeah, hundred percent. He hasn't, he's been running, he's been running one fifty ones and one fifty twos and one fifties. It's just like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And as I mentioned last year, well, when stuff shuts down, like when that, when everything shut down, obviously you're going to hear all the stories about the people who like, oh, the off year was actually good for them. And then there's going to be people who the off year was not good for, but we'll never know because if they do poorly, everyone, well, that was just an excuse, but there are going to be people who just, they, like 2021 did not work out for them, or maybe they got banged up. And in 2020, they were in great shape and, and we're heading for a big season. I don't know. I don't know if he's one of them, but yeah, that did not that did not look good. I mean, he took the lead, and then everybody just you know, flew by him on the backstretch. But the weird thing is, doesn't he always really run like insane four by four splits, regardless? Yeah, maybe he's just better now at the four hundred. Like, yeah, I think he's going to end up running like the open four at NCAA's. Like, I, I just don't think he has the eight hundred. Like that every time he's in it for the first lap and he just like falls apart, apart, falls apart in the final 200. Um, yeah. 
and now back-to-back races, I think he's just going to be like, hey, transition to the four, see if I can lower it down to the 45s, maybe mm-hmm. find a way to make a relay pool at the Olympics. But he's definitely not in, I'm a 145 to 143 guy anymore. He's not even close mm-hmm. to that. Again, so maybe you don't, something crazy you don't will happen, he, but... Yeah. Well, he had trouble before with championship races, and then he got... He got better at it, but then Hopple was there, so he couldn't beat Hopple, which most people couldn't beat Hopple in in uh, 2019. So that wasn't a a bad thing by any stance. But he went into a, some championships where he was the favorite or expected to contend, and 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 didn't get it done. So you don't think we're going to see Dixon versus Finney, Finley McClear at the trials, like battling for that third spot? Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, we're going to see either of them. One for eligibility reasons, the other one for. Um, Qualifying reasons, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, uh, well, I guess he still he has a qualifying mark, probably. Now that I think about it, so Devin could yeah. still run the trials eight hundred, but I don't know if he'd want to do that. I want to look good, so. And maybe the maybe the four hundred. It's just interesting because he'd run those. He'd he'd have an off race in the in the eight, and then come back and just run something insane in the four by four. And you're like, all right, he's healthy. He's got to be healthy, and he's got the speed. Because he's, you know, splitting forty threes on these things all the time. Um, all right, I want to shout out, uh, shout out Deanna Price, American record hammer throw over the weekend, seventy eight point six. She's now the third all time behind uh, Anita Wilarczyk, who has about the top fifteen hammer marks of all time. It's insane. And then, and then Betty Heidler, and then it's uh, Deanna Price there with with seventy eight sixty. So update your hammer rankings, Gordon. Actually, you probably had her number one, I'm guessing. I think I had her number one. So I don't need to update okay, you nothing. You definitely should. Uh, YouTube page, like and subscribe, please, if you're on the YouTube page. And like I mentioned, the Jenny Simpson film is out. If you haven't watched it yet, you can watch it. We're going to release another one on Thursday. And we have not decided which one it's going to be yet. So if you have a Ooh. preference, you can go to flowtrack.org slash films. And... Tell us which one you'd like one. to see on the chat. Yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll do it live again on Wednesday, at 9 a.m. Central. So you can put in the chat there which one you want to see. And maybe we'll release that one in the coming weeks. But we're planning live the whole week, right? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 a.m. Central. Is that the goal? Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. We'll 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 be uh going to be better rested on Wednesday, but we don't promise that the takes will be any more. <laughs> coherent <laughs> oh I man i really want to american that. i really want to you should that. make i really want to clip that section <laughs> clip it whatever gordon thinks a u.s british man is american anyway yeah roll yeah. the music subscribe we're getting out like here. yeah do everything <laughs> we'll see you guys wednesday <laughs>